Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Love is healing from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Please take a seat. This is the first Sunday of the month, and we are going to have a communion together. Uh, this is an open communion, which means that we invite all believers uh, to partake. Uh, if you are uh, not yet a believer, uh, you just just getting begin to getting to know and find out what this is all about, then just simply let it pass, okay? These are for those who know the understanding, the meaning, and relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, for children, uh, if they're too young and they uh, don't do not understand, um, you have to better explain to them or just simply let it pass. Uh, I don't want to see the children just uh, take the element, the item, and throw on the floor and just you know and play around with it. So, parent, you're responsible. And so, um, right now, as the usher is going to pass the uh, the bread and the cup. Uh, you just open the hand, it will drop in, and as I'm going to read a, a small portion for us. Let me read um, the first two verses of Psalm uh, 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. The time of communion is just not a religious ritual. It is not magical in the sense that you drink this and take this and then you have superpower. It is a symbol of Christ's death. The bread represents the body of Christ. The Jews that we have represent the blood of Christ. The bread that was broken for us. The blood was shed for cleansing of our sin. In the Old Testament, sinners have to bring animal sacrifice. They bring the unblemished animal, which means a good one, the perfect one, 
not the broken leg anymore, not something left over in their household. Has to be perfect. Perfect, of course, meaning like full leg, you know, not one eye blind. So the Lord is very serious about bringing the offering to Him. A lot of the animal sacrifice in the Old Testament, as required by the law, and as done, was done by the Israelite who follow and worship the Lord Yahweh. But the animal is still the animal blood. And the sin that people commit is still always violate God's law from the inside. Even though they have a form of godliness. And God knows that in His love and compassion and He sent His Son, Jesus Christ to die for all the sin of humanity. But only those who believe in Him, those who come to know Him and confess of their sin and say to Him, Jesus, You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You saved me from eternal damnation. The lake of fire, the fire, the eternal punishment. You are Lord of my life. Every aspect. The time that I open my eyes, wake up in the morning, to the time that I put my head to the bed. Things I do in public, things I do in private, things in secret that my heart harbor things that we have been exposed you know them all and the psalm was written and inspired by the word of God through David who committed adultery with Bathsheba and he wrote this psalm our response to God's grace and mercy and love so we cry out for mercy is mercy new every morning because mercy has no logic Mercy is simply God look at human and He has compassion. And sometimes even the sin that we committed, there were no logical reason. Sometimes our own making, sometimes our own foolishness. But the Lord has shown His mercy to us through Christ Jesus because His unfailing love for each every one of us. I don't know what you have been through through the weeks and the months or yesterday. You might have been hurt by someone or you hurt someone. You have been feeling bad because of your friend, your colleague, even your own parents back home, sibling, loved one. Whatever that is, sometimes it could be your fault. At the time, be somebody false. But it all happened for the glory of God so that each of us can rely and depend on the work of Christ at the cross. So as we take the bread and drink this cup this morning, we tell Him in the witness of the congregation that Lord, thank you for your work at the cross that none of us can do to ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for the body that you have broken for us. Thank you, Lord, for the ultimate sacrifice and perfect one that your blood 
cleanse all of our sin. All of it. Not just some, but all of it. And today, today, Lord, I want to renew my commitment to you, dedication to you. My love for you. I want to be the lovers of God and not the lovers of the world, not the lovers of money, not the love, lovers of fame, but the lovers of God. Wash away all of my iniquity, my sinfulness, my brokenness, my stiff-neckedness, my foolishness. Cleanse me from all my sin. May I invite you to take the bread. invite you to take the cup. Thank you, Lord, for the sweetness that we all have been tasting out of the work that you have done for us at the cross. And at the cross, even you tasted sour wine and your side was pierced. Your hand and leg would would nail on the cross and it bring healing to those who follow you. Not just physical healing, but also healing from the inside that no medicine, no, no scientific invention can bring that kind of healing except is from you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yep. Good morning, church. How's everyone doing? If you are here, I trust you're doing good, right? Uh, if you are online, and I just have to assume that you're all good. Uh, if you are not doing well, and please let me know in the live chat or in our Discord uh, server. Now, um, the uh, first Sunday of the month, usually we have communion. And after communion, usually we have uh, a prayer for a birthday celebrant. But I guess to this morning we forgot, right? We have? Oh, yes. All right. I just like to pray for those who are going to celebrate their birthday this month, June, right? So the, 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 the Vietnamese way is that you have to take everyone else for dinner. <laughs> Unless you do the Western way, right? Okay, so we got Joel, Jeremiah, Jaden, Freya, Adrian, and Olivia, and Ian, Ian, and Luciana, who I hope you're watching, probably in Qatar, and uh, Sang Yun. I'm uh, not sure it's back to Korea or not. Oh, and who is that last one? That's my girlfriend, who I, who I married uh, 
17 years ago. Okay, we celebrate this year, 2017 years anniversary. All right, let's just join our heart together to pray for them. Oh, Lord, these are your children. These are the children that you have allowed them to be born through their mother's womb. None of them have, none of them has a perfect family. None of them ha has been showing any kind or sign of perfection, even though they try. But Lord, you look at them because of their faith in your son, Jesus Christ. And as they are in Christ, you look at them and you know that it's a precious and beloved children. And as a loving father, all you want to do is to give them the fullness of Christ. The fullness of Christ bring them the things that they need to live in this world. What they believe and how they conduct their life. I pray they gain and strength from the Lord and not in their own flesh. I pray for them that they will be wise in your word and not wise in their own eyes. I pray as you bless them, as you keep them, they will become a blessing to others. And Lord, regardless of their stage of life, I pray that these name and this life will bring you the honor and glory by the way how they live and what they believe. May you keep them and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy birthday to everyone in the, in the picture. All right. God bless you. Thank you, Jojo. Because without Jojo, nobody's going to sing happy birthday. And if you want me to sing happy birthday, I will make my own melody. Okay. So, uh, praise the Lord. Now, this is the first Sunday of the month, so usually longer than usual, which is all the way to lunchtime. All right. Kidding, but uh, a few notes, housekeeping note. Right after the benediction, I need to run. I need to go back to my apartment to prepare because we're going to have a water baptism this morning. And um, uh, that's Ken sitting over there. Even though that uh, there were some last-minute changes, almost, that uh, we're going to delay but uh, I think we pushed through this morning. And do continue to pray for Ken as he faced uh, 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 mountains of uh, issues. 
But I just pray that this water baptism will set a new start for his life. And um, as a fishers of men, uh, uh, that usually we catch the fish first before we clean it, right? We don't try to jump into this ocean and clean the fish under the water. So if the Lord catch him today, that he will bring transformation and cleansing all his life paths. So continue to pray for him. And so uh, those who are on Discord, you know the address. I put it there in the FC chat. If you don't know, ask one of the usher. Uh, the, um, the baptism begins at 11.30 a.m. In, in my apartment. There will be swimming pool there. If you have not signed up, you still can come uh, for uh, just to see. Uh, and uh, I hope, because those who sign up, they stay for lunch. Uh, it's uh, free lunch, right? It's uh, have a, a, a mix of pizza, uh, because since we got Americans, so we need to order pizza. But we can't resist some Asian food, so we have some Indian rice and, uh, and maybe others uh, a little bit uh, snack as well, okay? So that's housekeeping. So if you see me disappear after the benediction, I need to go home, okay? All right. Everyone clear? Okay. Is there anything I miss in the announcement? No? Okay. Now, we continue with the book of Proverbs. Um, just, just a quick check. How many of you from time to time receive a weekly email from me? Okay. Yeah, kind of a further reflection note through the email system that you surprised for the live stream, the same email address that I usually send out sometime Friday night, sometime Saturday morning. It's just a, some of it recap. Some of it, it's just like a new further reflection. I hope it's have been, uh, it has been helpful to you and, uh, and that in your walk uh, with the Lord. And it's also like a reminder throughout the week. Yeah? Okay. So, this morning, we continue with the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, and verse, uh, uh, verse 3, uh, uh, sorry, chapter 3, verse 1 to 8, verse 1 to 8. And um, I only have three points for us, so very short. But each point have about five sub-points, so that's a long. <laughs> here's uh, here's uh, my approach. When I approach the scripture, I want to unpack everything for us. If it's too long, I try to summarize it so that you can have a further reflection and study. So if you are with our church and you plan to be here more than three months, you can, if you'd like to have a hard copy, you can approach our usher. This is a book for us that we use throughout the year, the book of James and the book of Proverbs. Now, if uh, you like soft copy, it's available on our server. Now, so in here, you have questions and has uh, other things that you can reflect in your own time throughout the week and hope. That also built you up, okay? Are you still with me? Okay. Verse, uh, verse 1, chapter 3, Proverbs. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandment. For lengths of day and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Buy them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. 
So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Can I have a slide number one? The, the, I want to show you a picture healing. The background picture is uh, the flower of a plant called hyssop. Some of you think about cannabis, I think. Some of you think about marijuana. It's similar, but it's different, okay? By the way, I never pick up the real plant, cannabis. I think beginning, I think uh, in the state now, they legalize marijuana, so a lot of plantation out there. In Vietnam, the government still, uh, you know, caught a lot of uh, farmers in the, in the countryside, in the mountain. They plant that, but they were illegal in Vietnam. So they, they, they were sent military there because they plant in deeper jungle, right? But this is hyssop. Right. Hyssop is a, a type of biblical plant they use in the Bible. It's symbol uh, a cleansing. And this is why in, in, in the psalm we, wrote, uh, we read this morning uh, in the verse 7, uh, David cr uh, cried out to the Lord after he, he sinned big time, uh, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you crush you have crushed, rejoice, hide your face from sin, and blot out my iniquity. So Lord, like that, I'm sin big time, please Lord, look away, and, and you know, blot out, cleanse me, clean me, because I'm in a mess, I'm dirty, I'm, I got sick of even my own sin, as you know the story, because he committed adultery and murder as well. And, and then the, the consequences is uh, the, 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 the son between Bathsheba and David, uh, got, got die after a few days uh, because uh, he cried all the time during the time that the Lord said your son will die. But it's a process. So he cried, but the, the, the Lord took away his son. And then he just washed up and then he kind of rejoiced happy again. And so the people around him like, what is this? You cry during the child is still alive and then you're happy when the child dies and say, what are you going to do? I said, because the Lord already told me this is going to come to the consequences. So I must rejoice even the Lord make a very difficult decision. So it's pain in his, in his life. It's suffering. Imagine as your own son die and because out of your sin, but also that he need to process through all of that one because he also thinking about the guy that he murdered. He sent the commander of that, that out and, and, and he, he have a plot to kill him and then uh, commit adultery. He need to see the pain that he caused to others. Is that the only only way sometimes sinner has to experience. Because if you, you some sort of, uh, you know, if, if, if you, you, you think that it's, it's only, only the, you know, like people cause you hurt, but sometimes even ourselves that hurt others because we all are sinner. The pain that we have sometimes need to see through the eyes of the cross. And in this case, he cry out for God's mercy. So that can bring healing. Healing is a process. At the spot that God already told him, I forgive you. But the consequences 
that you out of your decision will carry generation. Your sons and daughter will split your kingdom. They will commit adultery right in front of your face. That's Absalom later. So the consequences can be generational. But forgiveness, it was done at the sight that God forgave him. But the reconciliation is also a process. Because out of a brokenness, a broken relationship, any, any, any form of broken relationship need process of healing and reconciliation. But forgiveness must be done as one point in time. Forgiveness is the decision, it's not a feeling. Sometimes you still get angry about someone with someone. But if you obey the Lord, you learn to forgive that person. doesn't mean that your feelings goes away. It's there, but it's your decision. Say, Lord, you forgive me. And you call me that those who receive forgiveness must also learn to forgive others. It is a decision, nothing to do with feelings. A lot of people say, that, you know, Pastor, I don't feel like I forgive that person because I feel still, you know, hatred and angry. It's good to acknowledge your emotion, but that not should be your decision, you see. Your decision and my decision in life should not be based on our feelings. It has to be based on the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So here, uh, so I use the, the background as, as a way that, that reminds us in the, in the Old Testament. You know, uh, the, the, this is the plant. Why this plant? I don't know. God chose this plant. Uh, just to become kind of a cleansing symbol, you know, through even the priests use it in the, all the uh, ceremonial, uh, you know, in the Leviticus, uh, the, the Levite used that in the temple, and uh, David cried out and used it as a symbol of cleansing. For us, it's a cross. For us, we just took the communion as a symbol of cleansing and bring healing and, and, and repentance, and the walk with Christ can be renewed almost daily, almost weekly. Are you still with me? Number one, point number one. Reason of brokenness or unhealthiness, however you like to. There's a, there, some people say, oh, Pastor, I'm not, bro- I'm, I'm not a broken person. Maybe you're not, you have unhealthy habit. You have unhealthy relationship. You have the thinking, your thought is unhealthy, right? So it depends on the stage of your life. There are degree of brokenness, there are degree of unhealthiness. We all have. We all have. Amen? Okay. Here I have a few reasons. Number one, one A, next slide. Forgetfulness. <laughs> uh, I just want to talk to those who are married just here and relate quickly, okay? And w- w- one way or another, the spouse sometimes complain to the other's one, like, you know, you forget this thing, you forget this thing, you forget this thing, and usually a cause of tension. Usually a cause of tension, they argue, they quarrel. And uh, even children, between children and parents, uh, son, daughter, you forget this thing. I told you this, you forget this thing. And also the children say, mom, dad, you forget this thing. Forgetfulness is, is I'm not talking about dementia here, okay? Uh, there's a, they're, they're not talking about people like in, in a clin- clinical condition. We're talking about people forget things because they don't do things often or frequently enough. All right? If you do not have to practice to be punctuality, practice punctuality, be on time, you always forget about time. Yeah? Unless you pay for something, like to air ticket, it's so painful, expensive, if you're late, then everybody tends to be on time. You see? 
if the church gonna charge you if you late one minute hundred dollar everybody will be on time i guarantee i guarantee right but the church is is not like the corporate this is why the, the lord said that my people don't be like donkey that you need to put a you know a a a, a, a piece of a, what was the word uh, a, a yoke a people to pull you don't be like an ox foolish ox i call you you better come instead of i drag you like a donkey right so the, the bible uses a very vivid uh, illustration because sometimes as christian people sometimes need to be dragged to church need to drag to be reading God's word, need to be dragged and pushed and pulled, and all the marketing technique in the world try to do two things, push, pull, motivate, entice, and trap you in certain schemes. The word of God is not supposed like that. The wisdom of God is call out. In the early years of Proverbs 1, you know, the lady's wisdom, the, the person, personifier of God's wisdom, he call out. She call out on the street. She cry out. She come. Let us come. Come to the house of the Lord. Let us, us just acquire God's wisdom. It's a calling. It's always. People can make their own choice. You see, our forgetfulness is usually we don't have a practice enough. I give you an example. Those who may be in a condition of bitterness which is the Bible says the root of bitterness is very difficult to, to root it out. It's very difficult because there's been a long process of unforgiveness. Long, good decades. If you still remember someone that hurt you 20 years ago and you have not forgave that person, you are harvesting bitterness. And bitterness is toxic to your soul. It kills, it rips, it destroys, intoxicates your soul. You cannot think otherwise. You can enjoy a beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ and the Lord because of the unforgiving spirit that you have been harboring for so many years. So it's just one example. Because you forget about the forgiveness the Lord has been giving you on a daily basis. You see? Forgetfulness, because due to our hearing, yes, Lord, amen, amen. But I don't want to do it. It's hard. It's challenging. I don't want to practice it. The Lord say, be, ang be angry, but let, let, let your ang anger, you know, go down with the sunset. So the sunset down, agriculture contact, the sunset down around 6 p.m., right? You should let that anger go. But people take with them. To midnight. That's the word, that's a good case scenario already. Right? Or over the next day, over the next week. What they, they did to themselves, it is just the more they got pain, they more inflict themselves with more pain. It just it just it just amazed me that human nature and human uh, fallen humanity, we do a lot of self harm. We harm ourselves. On that note of self-harm, addiction is a form of self-harm. If you're smoking cigarette, it's a self-harm. You harm your lung. It's a form of it's a coping mechanism because you have pain, therefore you need to numb the pain. People in alcohol, well, if they enjoy 
the, the, you know, a glass of wine that's different. Then they just, every day, they need a bottle because they need to numb their feeling. A lot of brokenness in, in society, you can see in your own society, but that is all human city. The reason more beer, pub, bar, places that people can drink and chill and connect because they all were broken. They need healing, but too bad they come to the wrong place. Healing by having more toxic, toxin to numb the pain. They talk to friends, not believers. Sometimes they delay to going home because home was a war zone every day. Fighting with the spouse, the children. The best way to, to, to don't see the problem is to look away from the problem. Buy and go to the bar, get more, you know, get more buddies, drinking. You feel better. They understand you. Talk to guy for a moment. They understand you more than your wife. And then they got share the, na- the, the same sport, whether drug B or whether uh, football. And they feel like they're in unity. And they feel like they worship something together. Generally speaking, sport unify people. Talking about Vietnam, two things that unify Vietnam. I'm talking from Vietnamese cultural perspective here for you. Vietnamese united through war because they have the same enemy. After the peacetime, they divide, right? They fight each other. They devour one another. Now, this, is, this has been uh, done a study. So there is uh, the economic department. Some time, like two decades ago, I attended in the business association. They have to think about a, a war in order to Vietnamese. Think about an economic war so that people can, can unite. So the, the, the pandemic, they have to declare as a war. Uh-huh. The psychological reason behind this is because if it's a war, then people united and in good formation. The other thing is sport, football, soccer. People go on the street, doesn't matter, they hate, they, they, they shouted it actually last week. But Vietnam War, people united. Vietnam lose, they still united because they still have the same enemy, the same opponent. Are you still with me? You probably relate to your own country sport, national sport. Forgetfulness is not as, uh, it's like, oops, I forget to turn off aircon. Oops, I forget about this meeting and so on. Well, it's also, it's, it's a consequence of, of, of practices and lifestyle. If you do not take note, then you forget. If you do not put on your calendar, you forget. If I have a meeting with someone, coffee, if I do not put on my reminder, I forget. Right? Because more than any time in the world, we have technology and science to give us more busy and we have to have to be efficient. More, more, now, now, right now, time. And so a lot of you know, competition within our calendar agenda, meeting this person, meeting that person, meeting this and this. And life is just a hectic mode. And hectic mode, you cannot allow your brain to think straight and you cannot remember things and that's normal. And you come to Sunday, you already have a bad week, perhaps, or a good week. It's hard to remember a thing by Monday. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The minute that you walk out this place or you go for lunch, you know, the word of God being washed down to the drain. Seriously, a 
unless you take note. Then you go home, then you open, you take note. Some of you have good memory, I understand. You have a mental note. But I can tell you, scientifically speaking, your brain only can contain up to about seven days if you have really good memory. Forgetfulness, hearing things of God, hearing the word of God, but do not practice it. The Lord said in Proverbs here, say, do not get drunk. Drinking is not a sin, but getting drunk is foolish. You see? Alcohol is not a sin, but getting drunk is foolish. Vietnam just have uh, one headline from you read, uh, a nice uh, car, probably nice car, up north, rove through the traffic light, hit three person, die. So Vietnam now want to prosecute that one big time as an example, as a lesson for the public because the guy got drunk under the influence of alcohol. In other country, it could be criminal, will be a criminal and gonna be, can be in jail or life sentence or even death penalty depends. Vietnam just put the law recently, uh, just about maybe two, three years, about the drinking age. Before that, children under, under age still can drink. Now they put a new law, you cannot uh, drink, you know, sell to the, the minor. Just recently, you know that. And then now the police on the street can do a test and they just ambush a different restaurant. Just in case you didn't know, you people come out, ride motorbike or car, they would stop you and test you, you know. For the first month, they got a lot of fines. The, 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 the national income increased a lot because people, you know, paid a fine. And they increased the, pie for, uh, the fine from 1 million to now, I think, 13 or 17 million. Because people don't, scare, people don't get scared. Say, oh, I drink, I pay 1 million easy. Those who have money. I just drink, I pay 1 million. But how about killing someone? Some people know that driving under the influence of alcohol is bad but they never think that they can be the killer or the victim because it's not touched their life yet. So the most of the time we read the Bible, oh, that's somebody's sin, oh, that's somebody's sin, oh, that's David's sin, <laughs> it's not mine. I mean, I mean I, 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 you're blind and you're not aware even to your own sin. That's why you forget because we hear things, but we don't do things. Are you still with me? Forgetfulness. Second point, distraction. Due to the keeping of God's word out of focus, so the God's word blurred during the week. We got so many things distracted. Young, adult, single one, they got distracted with so many things for their singleness, for their hormonal change, for their desire, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's also for old folks. We got distracted all the time, online, social media. People spent, can be five, four hours on social media and less than five minutes for the Word of God. Distraction. People find the source of entertainment is, it's sometimes, you know, it bring them pleasure, bring them happiness, but it lasts for about, what, an hour or two. The Word of God will bring your suffering last for decades and even to eternity so your choice 
Even though I said your choice, but the time is not yours if you understand from biblical perspective. The life that we have, the time that we have, it belongs to God. We are just manager. We're just steward. All of us are being called to be a steward of God's resources. So the parable of the talents, one talent, three talent, five talent. It's not about the, the, the quantity they receive. The principle is the same. They receive something from the Lord. But the one who has one barrier, because they're going to use it. Lazy, I said, better, you know, I don't do it. I don't mess it up. If the Lord gives us the new life in Christ, you better use it for Christ. Amen? Are you still with me? I've been kind of a weird silent this morning. Number three. Distancing from God is the reason of brokenness or unhealthiness. We know that we have social distancing because of the virus, the pandemic is good. But distancing from God is the same. It's because you self-realize on your ability. Oftentimes, the, the, the popular culture promotes you. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Do what? Yes, you can do everything. You can. We're not talking about ability here, but the spirit is that you can it. You can do it. You can make it. And when you investigate further the context, yeah, you can divorce your wife and marry a new young girl. You can, right? Of course you can. So the spirit of I can, you have to ask you, what the context of I can? Because the motivational speaker and workshop today, people sign up big time. They pay a lot. All to hear about one principle, you can. You can do it. You are the boss of your life. You can do it. You decide how rich you want to be. You know, they jump on and say, you can decide how rich you reach. This is the goal. And you know, you, you, the success is lying in your hand. And you can do it. You want to see the picture of billionaire? You want to see this with successful people? You want to build it as that look? You know, you can. That's not the Bible. The Bible says God can. I cannot. I cannot help myself. I need God's help. I cannot even trust myself because I'm a sinner, but I trust God. I rely on God and not on myself. This is oftentimes the people just may be very subtle, you don't know. Sometimes people come up and, um, and I ask them to share testimony. They can do many things I can I can climb the mountain, I can walk this far, I can run this fast, I can do this, these are my achievements. But to share God's word that changed my life in front of my people, God, God people, I cannot. I cannot. Why? I have the fear of stage. Why? Because I afraid that people ridicule me if I say something wrong. Why? Because I feel I'm important. If I have to say something always right, and if people tell me that I'm wrong, tell me that I'm not good, I feel down. I have a poor self-image. I don't have the image in Christ, but all I need is to project the perfect image like I think everybody else has. Are you still with me? It's very complicated about human psyche. I don't have 
the time to deal with clinical aspect of it. But this is the main things that from a biblical perspective, I hope that you can have the main point. The spirit of I can will never be a, help you to grow spiritually. And it's usually more harmful than helpful. God can. I cannot. God enable me. God enable me to live a holy life in Christ. God enable me to, uh, to study God's word and, and live a life that worthy of the gospel. God enable me to go to work. I'm not the best, but I do the best for God. I will be easy to fall into sin. Therefore, God enable me not to wander around the temptation place. I do not put myself in the bar or the pub, even though I think I can control it because I'm a man. But that's exactly the pitfall of David. I can. I'm a king. I can conquer nation. I am the king. All I need just to look at that one was going to be harmful. Bathsheba taking a bath on the uh, rooftop. I've seen many women already. What's the harm of that? I can. I can invite him, her to my party. I can. I can give her a cup of wine and I think that's be fine. She go home and I can stay home. I can. That just bring her to bed and just talk a bit, chit chat a bit, you know, kind of a love chat a little bit and then we'll be done. I can. Committed adultery. And then how do I hide my sin? I can send the commander, her husband, Uriah, to the front line. I can kill him. I can kill him by just simply make an order. My hand is clean. I can tell, like, send him the front line, the fiercest enemy. I withdraw the troop. He's going to be die he, by accident. I can. But God can see through all of that. It's David's ability and his kingship never surpass God's eyes and God's holiness. It's ugly in his sight, so he had to send Nathan and tell the story, a parable. Nathan took the risk because otherwise his head got to chop up took the risk to tell the parables, and then he realized his own sin. Then he cried out to God. And in this, 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 this proverb, we say that, you know, do not let steadfast God, love of God and faithfulness is, is forsake me, meaning that God always give out his faithfulness and his steadfast love. When you see the word steadfast love, is uh, the original Hebrew word called hesed, meaning is the... Forever lasting love. It's a it's, it's very um, beautiful word because it, it's like a covenant. God will not forsake His people. I will not abandon you. I will put my son all the lie and all the way for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm, 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 even though you're unfaithful, I'm going to be faithful until the end. And that's my promise. That's my covenant. Anytime you come back, I am available for you. And so his steadfast love and his faithfulness that he always put out for those who sin not to return. But those who rely on their ability will not return. Because God's steadfast love and faithfulness forsake them because they're self-reliance. Are you still with me? With a short time of pastoring this church for now about 10 years, full time. 
I've seen people cannot grow because of their self-reliance. <laughs> and those who are broken, they understand their state and just cry out. The transformation takes place so fast and their growth is just tremendous. It's like, uh, give an analogy. It's like you go to a, a gym. You got a PT, you know, a, a personal trainer. And if you walk in that and you tell that, I know this already, I know this already, I know this already. You can do the push-up, you know it. But you all did it wrong. Uh, so so what, what, what's the point of having a PT anyway? And then you say, yeah, you see my muscle here, my muscle here. Then, then okay, then if you do that, then I don't need to teach you anything. I don't need to coach you. I don't need to be a PT. A lot of people come to church and think that PT, pastoral teaching, <laughs> PT, just your energy, <laughs> pastoral teaching. I don't need that anymore because I, I read books, I, I study this, I do that. Yeah, good on you. But then practice it, right? Because if you rely on yourself, I can do this, I can do that. What's the help? So a lot of people who seek counseling because they already give up, meaning like they say, I try all, everything I know cannot be helped. But a lot of people are still in sin and still in brokenness, and they say, I try harder. So they're thinking the Christianity is like, try harder, try harder, try harder. You know? And in Vietnamese, they try to speak Vietnamese very cute way. Go learn, go learn, go learn. The go learn is not going to help you, I tell you. But surrender. You, Lord, you can. I cannot. You're still with me. That's one of the reasons of our brokenness. Because we don't seek the healer. It's like a doctor. You are go to the, let's say, the hospital and the doctor asks you, what, what, is, uh, what is your problem? He says, yeah, I have pain in my back. Uh, let, me, uh, let me check that. Say, no, don't, touch, don't, don't, don't check anything. You, you just tell me what is the pain. He's not a prophet. He cannot tell, right? So, uh, I need to examine you. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I need a surgery. No, no, no. Don't do it. I say, so what do you want? I just want he come and you just he just want I would just want to hear I'm fine. Uh, uh, but you pay all of that so that you can hear you're fine. Some people have the same mentality when they come to church. Pastor, just tell me I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You need treatment. You need healing. You need counseling. You need the word of God to wash you. You need community to journey with you. You need friendship. You need fellowship. You need correction. You need rebuke. You need training in, 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 in righteousness of full weight of the 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture inspired by God and you know, is beneficial for a teaching, for, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. You need to eat solid food after you grow up to the baby step. But if, even if you don't have baby step, you need to have a baby step. Are you still with me? So the church has a two, two picture. You can, if you forget everything, like the hospital and the training camp. I'm available for those who need hospital. I'm so available for those who need training camp. Yeah? On that note, can I make a quick announcement before I forget? All the young people, single, 20 years old, all up to what, to 40-ish, I invite you out for coffee next Sunday. So mark your calendar. Next Sunday... At 2 p.m. coffee, 2 p.m. next Sunday. Mark your calendar, next Sunday. 20 to 40-ish. If you 45 or reached 50 and you want coffee, uh, give me a call and let me know. I, 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 will, I will adjust, right? Okay, Ken? Yes. All right, number three. 
having a low view of Scripture due to half-baked faith and partial distrust, partial trust and dis, uh, uh, obe uh, obedience. You, you know, most of the time, Christian in general, in general, they say, I don't believe in God. I don't, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I don't trust God, but partially I trust. You see, I trust God in this area, but I'm not sure about that area. I obey Him only one area. But how about the other area that the Scripture prescribes? People have problems with partial, half-baked trust, obedience, and faith. I believe God in a certain area. Because I believe most myself, I can rely on myself. Or even others. Or even kings and pharaoh. The reason that, that, that David got a lot of concubines, just a back, backdrop his historical perspective for you, because he wanted to make ally with non-Israelite king who were more powerful than him because he wanted to create a kind of a, a peaceful nation. So he needed to make sure that he's going to marry a daughter of Pharaoh to become concubine so Pharaoh would not attack him when he's weak. It's ally. And that's, that, that upset God and God say, you did not obey me fully. Your wisdom that you asked for it does not translate into your godly character. And now you will become a fool and you will see with your own generation. And that's how the story went. A low view of scripture says this. Uh, the scripture is only right in a certain area. Uh, I'm not sure it's applied to modern society on the issue of LGBT, on the issue of same-sex marriage, on the issue of social justice, on the issue of woman, uh, you know, woman right, on the issue of planet right, whatever right that people can think of. And uh, the scripture is outdated because it's written in, you know, 6,000 years ago or more. And I'm not sure about that. I just believe what is kind of sound good feel good, and I will do it. Low view of scripture that will cause brokenness, unhealthiness in our life. Are you still with me? Wow, 10.30. We need to, uh, I need to finish about 11, right? 1E, having all kinds of fears due to wanting to be wise in one's own eyes. You know, one thing about human fallen human nature, we all have a lot of fears. Fear because we're going out, somebody going to, especially, I, I'm speaking here from a very limited experience, okay? Okay. There's some people, some young girl going out because they're afraid that their friend bully in their school because they look ugly. Some people, at, even a teenager, they be begin to learn to make up and spend money like the adult because they watch a lot of magazines and social media and say, if you don't make up this way, you not look beautiful as they are. Peer pressure. Okay? Some of the men that they want to be significant and success in the world, they try to work hard to bring home the bacon and meat, the food, and because they expect, they have insecurity that their wife, their spouse say that, look at you, you're not successful like the other friends that I have. You're not bringing the bacon home. You're not somebody. You're not somebody. You know what a loser you are. So men work hard. Men work hard day and night because they want to be successful. Because they want to see that, that the girls, whether their spouse or the younger or their girlfriend, be proud of them. Because they, they, they need a time to show that you are important. 
That's why everybody want a VIP, VVIP. They want very important things because they feel if they don't make it, they, they, they not, you know, make any significant in their life and they become a loser. One of the things that men hates to hear is that loser, you are a loser. That's why men compete even to their feet and their bones and they fight until they get at least the top five or the top ten. Or if they're not in the top hundred, they already got broken and they say, I'm a loser. I don't have money, I don't have house, I don't have car, I don't have a success as other my friends have. Covetousness, envy sometimes cause men to work until they die. There's one term, I forgot again, I keep one term in Japan that, you know, it's an honor to die at the office desk. It's like during the World War II, it's an honor to die with the Kamakazi with the suicidal plane crash. To die in office to bring honor to the family. That's in, ingrained in the culture. That's why people are not afraid to die. That's somehow also in others in the men's world. They want more muscle. And if the girls say, hey, look at you, you're getting old, you don't have sick pack, they will have to pay for the PT, they have to eat everything they can, they have to do so-called, this day, the new term called body modification. Meaning, including surgery, including other substance. Having all kinds of fear. Suffocate your relationship with Christ because you want to be wise in your own eyes or the eyes of the world. This is a general, I don't know what you're going through, but this is because from the word, I just put a general on the point here. Are you still with me? Wow, I think I'm running out of time. I have a lot, maybe we have to cut into half. Next one, healing process. Okay, moving fast. It starts with Jesus and we'll end in him. It's just simple as that. It begin, God begin the good work in you, he will complete it. Don't give up too early, okay? Don't give up too early. Hang in there. God will bring healing one way or another if you continue to trust in Him. Amen? 2A, remember and keep God's Word. Talk about forgetfulness, right? One of the, one of the things that cause brokenness and unhealthiness in your life and my life. We do not remember God's Word. We do not keep God's Word. Remember is one thing. You want to keep it, you want to practice or not, is another thing. Right? There's always gap between what you know and what you actually do. Always gap. We just have to minimize that gap. What you heard today, do it. Practice it. If your anger is still lingering over the next few days or week, practice it. Literally, the sun down, the lights out, off your anger. Pastor, I cannot do it. Surrender. Who said you can? You see? Who said you can? God can. Amen? To be. Next slide. Hold dear to God's steadfast love and faith. If you forget about anything in this sermon, I pray and I hope each of you from the youngest one to the most senior one, hold dear to God's steadfast love and faithfulness. Amen? If you forget about anything, in the midst of your crisis, just remember God's steadfast love and His faithfulness. 
regardless how unfaithful you are, regardless how unloving you become, hold on to God's steadfast love and faithfulness. Amen? To see. Chisel God's word on the tablet of your heart. The word here in most translations will be write or ink. Some trendy churches will like to use the word tattoo. Tattoo the word in your heart. But if i in the L.A., and if I have a church full of gangster, which is I visit one time, I'm going to use these words to engage them. Okay? I'm not promoting tattoo. Okay? We talked about that last Sunday. But I'm going to engage with them in their culture and their, their, their contact. Say, hey, guys, you know, you got a tattoo on your body. That's the past. Right? No shame, no guilt in Christ is there. You, some of you have the money to clean it up. That's up to you. You don't clean it up. You leave it there. But you're going to testify, this is my past. And now I have something different in my heart. Let me show you. This is the tattoo of God's word in my heart, which is you cannot see, but you will see my life change. That could be a wonderful testimony. But just young people don't go out and say, Pastor, they said that you can tattoo and can have a new scripture on my thigh here. No, please do not. Just so God's word on the tablet. It's like the Moses, uh, you know, have to, after he broke the original, the original of God's handwriting, wow, of that tablet, two tablets of God's commandment, ten commandment, he broke it because, of course, his, 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 his anger, considered quote-unquote righteous anger, that he broke it because the Israelites sinned big time. When they're waiting, they cannot wait for God to uh, send Moses down. They just commit adultery right there. They're dancing, they're running around the bull, and they commit, you know, like, like a group sex there. That's the word. You have orgy there, right in, inside of the mount, mountain. So Moses got angry and broke that one, and, Mo, and so he said, okay, come back again. But this time you chisel. You have to remember. And you, you chisel the same commandment. The, the tablet that they have during the, after that will be, a copy of the original. <laughs> but still good because the content, right? So, so it just so God's word in tablet of your heart. So now we have a copy of God's word, divine inspiration. It has no use, it's on a bookshelf. If it's no use, you only use when pastor asks you, like, read your Bible and say, oh, where's, the, where's the verse? You have to like, just so why? Because it's, it's, it's pain and it's a process. You know, you know how to chisel a stone? It takes time every day. And then just one word, love, steadfast love, faithfulness. If you chisel that word, it will take you a couple of hours. You cannot have God's wisdom by casually acquired. You have to be wholeheartedly acquired. Is anything that you do casually and you got result? Nothing. If you want wisdom of God, you need to acquire faithfully and with all your heart. Amen? 2D, trust in Him. Easy to say. Trust in Him in everything. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your understanding. This is our tendency. We are all prone to lean on our understanding. I know it. I know it. You know, one of, way, one of the ways to study the Bible that I was trained into the seminary is that they pick up a very familiar passage, the Bible verse, and say, okay, explain it. Most people will explain the way they already read it. 
They read chat. This is so easy. You know, this is so easy. Just do it. And then they said, no, because you oftentimes we read so things from it, we put our idea into the text. It's called presupposition. We always have to presuppose something. We all have that one. But we want to minimize and get remove our presupposition by approaching the text with this attitude. Lord, I don't know this word. The best start to begin to study a Bible is I don't know it. I don't know this one. Can you illuminate? Spirit can help me to understand. What does it say? It's not what I say, but what does your word say? And that's the right posture. You stay with me? Trust him. Lean not on your understanding. To E, acknowledge God in every matter in your life. Every matter in your life. Acknowledge him. You got a fight in the office, acknowledge him that he saw that. <laughs> he saw that, but he's been patient with you, right? Whether you're wrong or the other party wrong, doesn't matter. You got into a fight, right? If it's, if it's wrong on your side, ask for forgiveness and ask the other people, sorry, I'm out of anger and I'm sorry. I'm not in a good mood. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, sister. I'm sorry, friend. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 will, I will change it next time. Admit it. Acknowledge God present in your life because Christ came for those who are in sickness, not to those who say that I'm fine, right? Jesus said that I come so that who are, who, who, the sick that need the physician, not the one say, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. How are you today? You know, like Susan student, normal. So what do you think that God's going to do with you with normal? At least he don't make you abnormal. That's good, you know. But, you know, like how are you today? What was your, how's your week? Normal. Define normal. Right? I, I feel down. Okay, that's, we'll pray for you. Uh, I, I feel super happy. Ah, share with me what is happy. Because, you know, I have this job, I have this thing, and then share, that's fellowship. The worst thing to, to keep the distance between relationship, fellowship with God and say, how are you doing today? I'm normal. I'm okay. So, anything I can pray? Uh, no, nothing. Or at least you can tell the story, how you've been with the Lord during the week. That's fellowship. Sometimes fellowship never happens because everybody say, I'm normal. Right? How are you doing today? I'm normal. Are we going for lunch? Yeah, it's just normal lunch. Everything just normal. Are you still with me? Oh, I'm running out of time. It's 11 already. Oh, okay. I think we have to delay the time of the, the, the baptism, water baptism, right? Um, okay, last one. I think it's either last one or second last. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil and be not wise in your own eyes. Be not wise in your own eyes, including turning away from evil. Meaning, if someone invite me to my own time is, say, discotheque, or now is beer pub or bar, or a party that I know is going to be wild. There's going to be alcohol involved, woman involved, entertainment involved. It is not wise to say that, oh, I'm going there, you know, nothing going to happen to me. You know, I can, you know. It's not wise because that's my own measurement. But if in God's measurement and say, you know, do not even walk with evil. 
Don't fellowship with the wicked one. You reach out to them, yes, but don't partake in their activity. Very different. We not condemn them. We bring them to Christ, but we don't partake. Very different. Jesus, you say, oh, Jesus uh, sat with the woman of adultery and uh, the party of drinker. Yeah, he sat there, but he did not partake the activity with them. He sat there, he reached him out. He talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. He, he, he reached her out in her shame and guilt that she went to the well in the middle of the day because nobody went in the middle of the day because she was a prostitute or she was living a life that full of shame and guilt. But he reached out. But he did not partake in her activity. Very different. Fear the Lord. Turn away from you. Don't do anything that is close or near or shady or things that you think that is, can bring evilness out of that activity. Some of you work in a workplace. If they ask you to sign something and they give you some money, that's a clear sign of there's something going wrong. Sign this paper and you have money. Recently, there's a group of, uh, our newspaper, a group of students got tricked in by some of the creditor in the bank that, 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 you know, like student, like they need money, so they are a student, you sign here on this thing, and I give you like, you know, 500,000 dong, uh, just sign. And it, they, they did not know it's a loan. They did not know it's a loan. That, that, uh, uh, that the, the, the creditor and the shop that kind of uh, collude together and that say, you know, uh, they will take, the, let's say, the laptop, loan laptop. So it gives a few 500, and they took the laptop they already sold, and then three months, two months later, then the student had to pay the loan. And now under investigation, pressure. They think that's easy money. They sign. What harm is that? <laughs> I just signed something. I did not steal the laptop. Neither I, con you know, anything. But let know that they did it. This is a loan. And of course, the people who fool the student is also criminal. Let's say Christian. I encourage all the Christian before you go to work, you read the contract in five prints with the five prints. Read carefully. What is there entails. Make a deal on the table. I work hard Monday to Saturday. I must be off Sunday. Make a deal. Because God value covenant. Make agreement. Don't agree and then you break it. Okay? Don't desperate agree because you want a job, then you break it later. Not good. Not good for your integrity. Not good for the glory of God. Amen? This is very practical here. Fear the Lord. Tell them who you are. Tell them, this thing I don't do. Even on sale, you want me to sell? You want me to go on sale and party and take client to entertainment, go to beer, pub, and all of that? I will serve my client during daytime, but I will not go to bar. I will not go drinking beer to get drunk with them. I will not bring to the karaoke to bring them to have a girl and prostitute there because I commit the accomplice of that evil. Make a deal with the employers. You have the full right to do that. No fear of man, but the fear of the Lord. Are you still with me? Yeah? Some people that, you know, Pastor, I'm in sales and I got trapped. I need to entertain people, uh, client. Then make amendment. 
in your contract. Because with the early day, you, before you became Christian, that you know you signed the government and say, oh, this is part of a job. No, it's not part of a job. Come on, it's not part of a job. In any given law, it's not part of a job to drink with, with, with clients and to entertain them until they got involved in prostitution and commit a crime. It's not part of a job description. Nobody there to put there. So if not in a job description, don't do it. It's simple as that. That's why the next point, that he make the outcome will be he make your path straight, not crooked. Right, to uh, the next point. The outcome, longevity. Doesn't mean that somebody die young, that, that they commit, uh, you know, a sin. But if somebody, the Lord say, don't get substance abuse, then they die of getting, you know, like drug uh, overdose. That's because of their foolishness. Somebody say drive within the speed limit, they speed up, and the corner they turn, they don't look, they got crashed, they got accident, they die. That's because of their foolishness. Because God warned already, God give the wisdom, but they don't practice it. That's the outcome, right? So the outcome of God's wisdom, it brings longevity on earth. Peace, peace with God, peace with man. Favor from the Lord and favor for man. Success, success here, the Bible put an extra adjective there, it's called good success. A good success will not destroy relationship. I'm just watching, um, no, no uh, condemnation on Bill Gates, but just watching a document on Bill Gates about decoding Bill brains. He has a great brain. And, you know, there's he, uh, he always uh, very successful in uh, attempt in all the endeavor of whether it's philanthropy or it's business. And he said that in his, one of his mottos that I never let things stand between the success and himself. Anything that hinder the gap between him and success, he will remove it so that he can reach success. I'm watching that and with the back high side, right? I say, that one you cannot apply to your marriage. What stand behind, between your marriage, your wife? I wish somebody reached him out. People can apply in the come business world, but oh, marriage is a different thing. Uh, I, I, I don't attempt that. I don't know all the details, but I was watching that and re engaging that. Say, a lot of men went out for the success of the world. They will do anything to remove anything that, that they want to have success, a trophy. Then they came home. They saw their home broken. Their children go up, go astray. Their wives in another man's arm. What trophy is for? Think about it. The world Offer us, promote us toxic success. The word of the Lord and wisdom, good success. Which means that any success that the Lord is going to bring to us will not break any relationship. Pastor around the world, as a minister, I also have to aware of myself. Ministry is not my life. Jesus Christ is my life. Ministry, successful like the world, big church, business set, well-known, it's not my goal. The goal is to be close to Christ, the marriage, the family, the children. Ministry is always secondary, even third tiers. So that's why I need to guard my time with the family. I need to guard relationship whenever I meet with a single lady, I always bring my wife. Why, Pastor, you're so weak? Yeah, I cannot. 
You see? The, the attitude, oh, I can, oh, you can, you're strong, you're spiritual man, you're, there's no temptation to attack you. All temptation are common to man. All people. You need to have the heart after God's heart to guard your activity. Success is the world trophy. But God talk about a good success, mean that you will have the things that God wants you to have. Abundant life, but in His way, not your way. Amen? Straightened path is mean not like easy path or not like, you know, you just walk straight. It just mean it's not crooked. It means not crooked path. It's not twist and turn. It's not, you know, there has something in it, secret. Straighten, walk in the light. Nothing to hide, nothing to fear of, of men, and nothing to, 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 to worry about because you walk in the light that you have walked before God and men. People see you in the private place, your home, and your public should be the same, the same person. Not compartmentalized. Office different, church different, neighborhood different, with your party friend different. No, that's not supposed to be a straightened path. Uncrooked, not crooked path. Healing. This is where healing comes. Refreshment to the bones. Because I tell you what, the things that sometimes we got stress, stress because of the spiritual, not so much of the physical, but because it manifests to the physical because the spiritual. Because you got so much stress, you're afraid of men, you harness this, you got bitterness, you got forgiving, and the work condition toxic, and your self talk that. That, that lie to you, you don't trust the Word of God enough, maybe you just just partially, and therefore you harness more toxin and toxin, and then you got stress, and you got ulcer, and then you got all that, that manifestation of the physical because it started with the spiritual. Are you still with me? Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.